then that is the abridged version of our intro. I'm not sure where the heck that came from. 12 seconds versus 19, but we are back here, Seth and Sean Sporter. How was vacation? It was fantastic until the co- until COVID hit. Wait, what? Hold on. What do you mean? Uh, Pops and morgues have COVID. Yeah. So we found out on Dad 11:30 last night. And Morgan, 12.45 last night. Well, we do like giving gifts on the Sunshine State. We just didn't think no, that that would be the gift. That was the, the gift that kept on giving. Now, luckily, uh, Morgan is, for those of you who don't know, Morgan is my three-year-old daughter. So she is not vaxxed because she's three. Um, and, uh, yeah. So how's how's Bob doing? He's fine. He's got a cold. He's fine. All right. I mean, man's in better shape than anyone I know except for you. So I think he may be in better shape than me. I mean, your yeah, dad's in, your dad's in pretty good shape anyway. Yes, Seth, so he's, Seth, he's he's doing all right. He's doing fine. All right, Seth and Sean Sports Radio here. Welcome to our you know one of our probably three or four uh, favorite shows of the year where we go through the NFL draft and do our predictions, which are unlikely to come true. No, uh, this you, this year they're definitely not coming. <laughs> so you can find Seth Caymans at S Caymans on Twitter, and you can find him on Facebook. Myself, SU Lawyer two zero zero one, and uh, both of us on Seth and Sean, both on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, I will not be tweeting live tomorrow night. I I gotta tell you, one of the I, I'm I'm interested in this draft a lot more than normal. Normally, I watch the draft and I'm like, okay, the Jets are going to disappoint. There's no way that they don't. Uh, I find it very difficult for them to disappoint me in both of these picks, given that they have four and 10. It, it's certainly possible. I said when I invited some people uh, to watch a draft with me yesterday, uh, today, I said, please join me in the one day of the year that I am hopeful as a Jets fan, because what will likely occur, even when you have the four and 10 pick, is that somebody will hold out or your tear in Achilles in, in minicamp, or something will happen where JETS becomes just end of the season in April. <laughs> it, 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 look, we just can't have nice things. So I actually do have a list. I did it this morning. So a full and complete list. Well of draft. Proud of you. And I have to tell you, as I went through it, Seth, as I do every year, I seem to find a person that I put in twice. Right. This happens every year. So I, I but I found it before we went through this <laughs> and and then I adjusted. And I got to tell you, like you said, the predictions are always going to be wrong. This year, I find it much harder than in the past. The last because this year we don't have a feeling in the top five. This I don't have the a first feeling. This is the first year I can remember where we don't know who number one is. Yeah, I guess Orlando Pace draft. I mean, that's like 25 years ago. I'm trying to think of other drafts where you wouldn't know who the number one, uh, the Eric Fisher draft with yeah, uh, Kansas probably. City, right? Yeah. I'm actually pulling up the top picks of the NFL draft over the last 25 years. Do you want to roll? Hold on. Do you want to roll into this right away or you want to talk a little bit NBA first? Because I, I, I got to tell you. You know I am a fan of Jalen Brown. We, we've talked about this enough on the show. You know I am. I have been a fan of John Morant for since he has come out. And man, last night was beautiful. Uh, I, I really, I, 
I've wanted to watch this series for a very long time. I, I enjoy watching Minnesota play. I enjoy watching Memphis play. They are the only they are the only series that has absolutely no defense in it, yeah. uh, which which is enjoyable when you're an NBA team. And it's up and down, and you're watching great athletes. And I truly believed when Edwards hit that three pointer with th- with like eight seconds left last night, we were going to overtime, and I would have more basketball to watch. <laughs> and wow, that lefty layup by John Morant. I was unfortunately I was on a plane with no internet and no TV, and they separated my kids. Big fan of United right now. <laughs> uh, and you, th- but if you think I was mad, you can just only imagine your wife. What my life was. <laughs> How many complaint letters have been sent in the last twenty four hours? Uh, the problem is we we've been a little bit preoccupied with uh, COVID. With COVID, so yeah. It's it's not quite the as much as you would think. That's fair. That's fair. But did, you, a, you've seen the replay, right? You see. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. I saw right? the replay of that. I saw the replay of the dunk. I mean, good, good God Almighty, what was that? <laughs> and at the look at the end of the day, I I laid down at the beginning of the series. I said the guys that were under pressure, right? The guys that needed to come to play to make these series what they were and, and and one of them was Jason Tatum and he certainly came to play during the net series. Yes. Carl Anthony Towns last night was not on him. I mean, he didn't play well in game 4, but every game that the the Wolves have been in it or have won, he's had monstrous games. I mean, he is back to a all NBA first team type type level. And that series is incredibly Good to watch. Toronto coming back has made that. Yeah, game. Philly's got a problem here. Is I don't think Philly's winning game six. And if you are James Harden and mm-hmm. make a comment as ridiculous as, you know, that he's tired of carrying teams in the playoffs and, you know, the teammates have to step up and this and that and, I want to know what team James Harden has ever carried in the playoffs. I mean, I think that's the point, right? What, what James Harden is one of the worst. Well, worst is a bad. Is a, that's a, a, that's, that's, it's that's a tough a statement. Yeah. How about underwhelming playoff basketball player? Uh, perhaps of our generation. Like that's probably. I mean, he's definitely in the underwhelming is probably a better way. And yeah, I mean, he—they're in trouble. I mean, the Suns have looked looked much better last night versus the Pelicans, but the Pelicans are still in that series too. They've been fun to watch. This has been—I mean, I didn't watch as much because I was in Disney World for. And you, I, I, I pushed. I'm probably in pretty good shape right now because you know I eat ridiculously. I did push a stroller, which we left down there. An average of ten miles a day for four days. Nice, nice. So I am a little bit beat up, but that's okay. So I mean, if you're looking at the playoffs as a whole, guys that have improved their stock over the playoffs, Brandon Ingram, man, this guy oh, he's, been 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 not, he's been fantastic. And I was thinking last night as I'm watching the Pelicans, if you're the Pelicans, you look back on that trade and you say thank you, don't you? 
the Anthony Davis trade, you like you say legitimately, thank you. I got three first round. And that's how it normally works. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem, right? Is uh, the comparison of that trade to me, looking back on it, is the Ken Griffey trade, where I traded a guy who was at the top of his game when he was healthy. And the unfortunate part is he was never healthy after that. And I got back a guy, let's put Mike Cameron in the same breath as Brandon Ingram, where Mike Cameron the next three years was a 20 home run, 90 RBI guy who played gold glove center field, while Ken Griffey Jr. was saddled with a huge contract and on the disabled list, which is now the injured list, for the majority of the next couple of seasons. And who got the better of the deal? Well, we know who got the better of the deal. If you look at Brandon Ingram versus – and Brandon Ingram, I believe, earns about $30 million, and I think uh, Davis earns about $40 million at this point. Um, and you take all the picks, right? And you take Josh Hart, who was also part of that trade, who was traded for Larry Nance. And so you're taking Larry – like the tree that goes down, right? You're, t- you're the Pelicans. You're saying thank you. I, I love what I got. And Ingram has, like you said, has been absolutely phenomenal. And how long does Ingram sign for? Did they? Did they have oh, they, they max him out. Yeah, he's yeah. got. I think. I think he's got two or three more years. I can check that up. But I believe he's got two or three more years. Brandon Ingram contract. So he signed a five-year, one fifty-eight, which goes until twenty twenty-five. So he's got three more years on that contract. Okay. Uh, he can earn up to 195 million, and you know what? His average is 31.6. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I mean, look, that's about. Are you taking him? Are you taking Harden at 49? Are you taking him? You know my going? feelings on Harden, right? I but mean, if- the only reason this trade is looking good for the Sixers is Ben Simmons. I, 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 I don't even know what to make of Ben Simmons at this point. Just don't. But even if you're the Nets. You win that trade without Simmons. That's the thing. You make that trade even if you don't get Simmons because you got two first-round picks back and you weren't going anywhere with Harden. So you make that trade. Now the question is, does Kyrie resign? I think he does. Um, But there's very – I mean, I look at the Nets and I look very similar to the Yankees. And we've gone through the Yankees, right, where they have bloated contracts that – you can't really move around. There's really nothing you can do with that team if you want to stay at whatever the luxury tax is. Right. And you look at the Nets and you have, all right, you have Kevin Durant, max contract. Kyrie, going to be a max contract. Right? Simmons, max contract. Joe Harris, $20 million. You're you're already above the cap. Isn't, isn't Harris – oh, no, they did re-sign Harris. Right. You're already above the cap. Not only are you above the cap, you're above the luxury tax with four guys. Four guys. So good luck trying. I mean, their two their two free agents are Bruce Bowen and Nick Claxton, both of which are good players. But how much into the tax are you going for those two guys? If you're Joe Sai and you're saying I'm a gazillionaire, which he is, which I aspire to be one day. I wish you the uh, best of luck. Thank you very well. As my accountant, I would hope you would. Uh, so, <laughs> so I think 
yeah, it would be more than the four twenty five that I pay you every year now. <laughs> if, if I'm a, if I'm a gazillionaire, uh, the fact is, yeah, you're you're kind of saying where do I go from here? But we'll we'll address the off seasons for some of these teams in a couple of weeks. We have plenty of time while baseball is going on. Well, what's going on? Right, exactly. That Seth doesn't want to talk about. I all I know is the Yankees are about twelve and eight. That's a, and all I know is that the Mets are like tw- uh, are in first place. Yay! It's We're in first place in April. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Congratulations, man. Well, you know, you know, I did. Well, it's better them, than being in last place. I did predict them to go to the World Series. I did predict them to win the World Series. So, hopefully, that will come true. I would very much like that. Okay, so uh, so let's start this down. So as you said before, uh, you were going through the. Sorry, you, did you pull up the draft of first round no, prospects? I'm going to go to Wikipedia and pull it from there. Okay, so as Seth was saying, it's hard at the top. I think it's even harder at the bottom, and the bottom is always hard. I mean, because you got that fifth year option, right? Yep. So teams that have a first round pick have the option to um, to pay a fifth year option to these guys that they select in the first round, while the second round picks, as we're seeing with Debo Samuel, don't necessarily, and A.J. Brown and DJ, D.K. Metcalf, don't have that. So you're going to have teams okay, so that potentially could trade up. Hold on. You can have teams that potentially trade up, and you'll see with my 32nd pick, I see a team taking a guy that normally wouldn't be a first rounder. But the fact is you want to hold on to him for that extra year just in case. So, okay, so – When's the last first round that we had any question about the first pick in the draft? Okay, Trevor Lawrence last year, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Yep. We questioned, but we knew that he were they were making the pick a day or two before, I believe. That was well, I think when we talked about it, it wasn't so much. Look, this year, what do you think? There's 10 guys. Uh, I'd say there's seven guys that can go anyway. For the first pick, there's probably – Four guys. Four guys can go with the first pick, right? Probably eight guys can go in the top six. No, maybe I think more five. than that. Okay, maybe more than that. 11, I think there's about 11 that can go in the top Well, six. And, 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 the, and I think that's the thing. We knew you had three quarterbacks that year. We knew that those three quarterbacks were going in the top four picks in some fashion. Here we don't have that. We don't have that certainty that those four guys are all going to go in those top four in some fashion. So I think that's – we knew Barkley was going number two. At least right. we knew one, right? We got one of them. This year, I, I – look, I have Hutchinson number two, but that's only if he doesn't go number one. Right. So, I mean, right. The right. only thing that I think is a consensus is that Aiden Hutchinson is going no lower than two. Yeah. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I'm not sure that's a consensus. I do. I, I don't think Detroit is letting a Michigan guy who's the most consistent player in the draft. Okay. I, I have seen places where Willis goes to, I have seen, which is ridiculous, in my opinion. I have seen. Well, it was on one ESPN thing, but I think, I think, um, what do you call it? Went one. I think Hutchinson went one in that. It was an ESPN. No, no, no. I've seen no. I've seen one where Hutchinson fell to the Jets at four. At four? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Look, and I don't think it's going to happen. And I think the Jets would be faster than a lo- than the speed of a locomotive, or, or faster than a speeding bullet to the to the to the uh, really. Yeah, look, I'll bring you know, up. We're super- doing DC Comics now. Absolutely, right to the front of that Las Vegas uh, Allegiant Stadium to get to get to in to get to Hutchinson. I don't think I'll be there, but that's no. I've seen it. Okay, so okay, go past that. So we had May- Mayfield. Who was before Mayfield? Miles Garrett. That was we that knew was that. Later. The year before that is Jared Goff. So I'm looking it up. That was not. It was known he was going to make the. Who they were trading up for because they traded Goff, with Tennessee. Yeah, Goff was going one. Right, but you actually, it's funny. You look at the rest of the top seven. Oh my goodness. Good, good or bad. Well, D. Milner's in Carson that draft. Number two is Carson right. Wentz. Right. Number three is Bosa. By the way, trade up for Wentz, right? So yes. it was a trade up for Goff, then a trade up for Wentz. Yes. So then you had Bosa went three, and he wasn't traded up for. He was the natural pick at three. Four was Zeke. Natural pick. Yeah. Five was Jalen Ramsey. Natural pick. Yeah. Six was Ronnie Stanley, who's been when he's not injured, has been an All Pro for Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. Number seven is DeForest Buckner. Who's been an all-pro? Who's now on Indy? Yep. He's now on Indy, but they only traded him because they couldn't re-sign him and Nick mm-hmm. Bosa. Number eight is Jack Conklin, who I believe has been an all-pro one, has been a Pro Bowler once or twice. The yeah, he's just signed. yeah, he he got signed to a huge contract by Cleveland last year. Yep. Yeah. Number and that's about, you know, I mean, those are top eight. Then it falls down a little bit, but geez, like that's a solid. But the Rams needed a quarterback desperately. Yeah. So who's who's before Goff? Before Goff was Jar- J- Jameis Winston. That was a no-brainer. No-brainer. Before that was Jadavian Clowney. That was a no-brainer. No-brainer. So the year before that was Eric Fisher, which is a good call by you, which Thank is you. the worst draft we've ever. Seen. Central Michigan. Central Michigan. There you go. Here is your top ten: Eric Fisher, Luke Jokel. Deion Jordan, Lane Johnson, wow. Ziggy Ansa, Barkevius Mingo, one of my favorite names of all time, Jonathan Cooper, Tavon Austin, one of your personal favorites, D. Milner, and Chance Womack. So Lane Johnson, Lane Johnson's the only one still in the league. And no, I Ziggy, Ziggy Ansa's still in the league. No, I, th- I don't think he pl- – oh, he may have played for Pittsburgh last year. Okay, so two out of the top ten are in the league. And only one made it all pro or made a Pro Bowl. No, Eric Fisher has apparently made a Pro Bowl. Really? Lane Johnson made a Pro Bowl. Right. Lane, well, Lane Johnson's the best out of that group. Yes. Beyond, I mean, it's, yeah, well high and above. But Right. Just kind of going through the rest of that first round. Were there uh, any? Them were the, there's some good players. Uh, Des, uh, Xavier Rhodes. First round, DeAndre yep. Hopkins was 27. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, certainly not a good draft, but, you know, Travis Frederick, which was controversial, but worked out but, nicely for the Cowboys. So just going before that, Andrew Luck, no-brainer. Cam Newton, no-brainer. Sam Bradford, I don't remember if he was a no-brainer or not. Who went two in that draft? I'm, look, I'm looking right now. 
And then we're going to move on to the to the mock because we got forty. Oh minutes yes, left. he was not a no brainer because number two was Indonik and Sue. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So after Sam Bradford, the next seven of the next six, the next six players were have all been Pro Bowlers. The only so the only person in the top seven who did not never played in a Pro Bowl was Sam Bradford. And guess what? He made more money than all of them combined. Well, not combined. Indonik and Sue made a lot of money. So did Gerald McCoy. This is a good draft too. Okay, so so let's go through how the how this game is played. So we're going to pick all thirty two teams, uh, thirty two picks. If if you, we, Seth and I have been doing this for quite a while. I think this is probably our ninth or tenth, ninth, tenth year that we've done it, and uh, we generally come out about the same, which is surprising. Generally between two or three points. If you hit it square on the head, so let's say. I picked Tavon Walker uh, number one overall, and Tavon Walker goes number one overall. Well, now I get five points. If Tavon Walker went two, I would get four, three, three, three. so on and so forth, right? Three, two, yeah. one, not three, three. Correct, three, two, one. So if you get within five point, five picks, you get a point. Um, and more than that, you get no points. And we tally them up at the end. So the most points you can get is 160 points. Uh, Seth and I generally get in like the 70s. So, yeah, just to be fair. I mean, look, I, I still pride myself on the one year of getting like ridiculous amounts more than well, we Kuiper. We both beat Kuiper and McShay. Yeah, yeah. I, I still rule. I don't know which draft that was. It, it was definitely not the Eric Fisher draft. No. <laughs> but but so so let's get to it. So. Who do you have with the first pick? I mean, we go into why, but again, we're, we got 38 minutes to go through 32 picks. So we'll, well, we'll we can go through why at a high level. I yeah. mean, it's yeah, we'll move through know, it. What we look at it is we're not coordinators. It's harder for us to gauge whether Sauce Gardner or Daryl Stingley is a better fit for the Robert Salad defense. Um, you may know that. I don't. But, you know, we look for kind of the need, the fit and so on and so forth. And then there's the discussion of best player available versus need, which is always an issue. Jacksonville, they have, look, they have a GM who likes to take chances. He did it with Alden Smith. He's going to do it here. He's going to take Trayvon Walker from Georgia, who is about the sixth best player on the Georgia defensive team, but has all the Mike Mamula highlights from the, uh, from the, um, from the combine. Hopefully he has a better career. Oh, look, Mike Mamula made a good amount of money. So I got, I got Walker. So, Right, and even more so, we say this every single year. Seth and I are not scouts. We 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 look at mock drafts. We make our honest opinion, but I couldn't tell you the difference between, let's say, Charles Cross and Evan Neal. I couldn't, other than how big they are and what school they played at. Right. I can't tell you a little bit, but right. But I can't tell you if they're I can't tell if their hips go this way versus this right. way. It's yeah, not where I'm at. Scouts. And anyone who, and believe me, 90% of the people who do this kind of stuff are not scouts either. No, um, they have no clue. No, they, we have no, they have no clue. So, all right. So, so I have, we both have Walker going one. I'm assuming you're, you're, you, we do this in an S, in an S way. So I'm assuming you're taking Hutchinson at two. I am. Uh, hold on. So Walker for you and Hutchinson as well. Okay. Number three, go ahead. Okay, Houston goes best player available. So the because they need, let's be honest, they need everything. I agree. Played with the idea of a, of a corner, 
Don't think that's the right. Don't think that's the right move. I don't think they go Thibodeau. I think they go safer. I think they go. I think they go offensive line. I think they go like Noah from yep. NC State. Yep. Uh, no argument there. Match him up with Tunsil, and you got two tackles for the next ten years. Yep. Um, okay. So the Jets. I'll, I'll take the Jets picks. You can yep. take the Giants if we're even if we're out. I'm gonna t- look. They've been looking for a guy that could rush the passer for, I don't know, for as long as I can remember. I mean, I think the last one was Jeff Logman or John Abraham. <laughs> I mean, John Abraham, who, who was the best cock I've ever seen. So he's a game cock. Went to University it's of South Carolina. Clowney, dude. Oh, Davian. well, let's put it this way. Best, best guy I needed. Um, look, they take Thibodeau. I think they do it begrudgingly, quite frankly, but they need a pass rusher so badly. And for him to team with Carl Lawson, if Lawson comes back healthy, this is the one-two punch that they need. Robert Soleil loves defensive linemen. Like, you've seen it in San Francisco. This is the pick that Jets fans cringe. They really do. They're like – this is a boomer bust pick, according to most. And when the Jets go boomer bust, normally bust. it's bust. I mean, look, I somebody today said, when's the last time you were happy with the Jets draft pick? Yeah, Seth, do you have any – the last you time fro- you were you, fro- you actually froze, so I didn't I, – I Oh, didn't when was it. the last time that you were happy with the Jets draft pick? Overly happy with the Jets draft pick. In retrospect, or when it happened? No, when it happened. What do you think? You weren't happy with Darnold. Nope. You were not ecstatic with Becton. Nope. You certainly weren't happy with D. Milner. Nope. Um, I don't know. I was happy when the Jets traded up to get Mark Sanchez. And the reason I was happy was because they didn't give away too much. It, it had nothing to do with that they got Mark Sanchez. Is that they didn't give away the farm to get Mark Sanchez. And that, that actually, we also we typically don't do too many trades when we do these mocks. I, I got one. I got, I got one. one. I, t- I think there's going to be a boatload of trades in this one. I think it's I, potential. I don't think the I don't think the order will really change. I think the teams that trade up are trading up for those mostly the same players. I have one trade, and when we get to it, I'll tell you. Okay, the Giants. So who do you no, have no, at number on. four? Right. I got to make, right. make my Jets pick. Right. Who do you have at number four? I do not have the Jets taking Thibodeau. Thank God. Hopefully somebody you're better. We'll no. go with you. There's there's a couple ways they can – they need a bunch of things. Yep. And your offensive line, you're still, you still have some hope there. Fant was good last year. Becton – we don't know what we're getting out of Becton. It's a 50-50 proposition. The rest of actually, the team, actually, it's a 500-500 proposition. 450-450 proposition. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you have Vera Taylor, who looks like he's going to be a good player. You know I loved that pick last year. Yeah. McGovern's decent. I don't think he'd go offensive line. You have no cornerback. You have no secondary. We don't None. need him. We don't need him. You need somebody. We don't need him. You got nothing. I know that Sal is a front four guy. Yeah. And if Walker or Hutchinson fell, I think 
but Joe Douglas can't have a boomer bust player at four in this one. This okay. draft has to work. And he's got to get solid play. I think he goes safe for choice. I think he goes Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. So I get that. I think that a cornerback situation could be remember the Jets have two seconds, they have two fourths, they have two fifths. Not saying you spend fourths and fifths on them, but those are high second round picks. Those are in the first. But there's also people like Boya Mafe and Ekabide from Penn State. Sure. You can get as a, as the edge rusher. Absolutely. The Giants are going to look. I think the Giants are going to look at edge rusher. At you may be, you know, if they end if 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 Gardner falls, they may look yeah. at edge rusher. Um, okay. The Giants look because if he because if you don't take him at four, the Giants will. I think the Giants take him at seven. Okay. The Giants aren't taking him at five, and the Carolina just hit J.C. Horn. They're not taking another cornerback. No, I agree. Well, I have so, the Giants actually taking him at seven. So okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the Giants – look, the, the number five – the Giants' biggest nightmare is the first four – is the two offensive linemen are gone. Yeah. Now, the question is, where do they like Charles Cross? We've heard they like him more than everybody. We've heard they liked him a third. If they like him third, then he he can – they can trade down. Sure. Um, well, look, there are, there are three or four teams that want to trade out of this spot. Yes. High in that the spot. The question so. is – the, the million dollar question is this Does anyone like Kenny Pickett enough to trade up to five? My feeling right. is no. That's right. I don't think, I, I don't think so. I, don't I think, think Carolina so wants to trade down to be, I agree. I agree. And so what I think happens, I think the giants play it very safe and very smart. They take the best offensive lineman out there on my, on my board with like Noah gone. It's Evan Neal from Alabama. That's who I have as well. I have Evan Neal. Okay, so number six, this is my trade. Okay, yeah, and it's not, and it is not a trade up to get Kenny Pickett. It is a trade up to get Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, and the Eagles trade up to get him. So the and e- 19? 15 and 15 and 18, 15 and 18, and probably a fourth or a third, something in like this got to get. A little thing like whatever and they trade up and they go get garrett wilson the ohio state wide receiver they, they put him with Devonte smith i think this is good value for them i don't think the eagles need a whole lot and they're certainly not trading up for Ken Pickett. No. so and i don't think anybody is i think that's the point so See, i'll take so me, i got i got wilson here okay i i have the eagles taking what See, the problem where I get lost in the fuzz of all this is you literally have five receivers. You can't, It's hard to differentiate to me. Yeah, you're right. But I don't think most of them are there. Like when I get down, I think, yeah, when, I, when, I, when I'm down towards that side, yeah, I got Olive there and I got Dotson there. But I don't think those two are in the level of the, the, uh, the Londons or the Wilsons. Uh, I just don't think they're there. So okay. I think that so this Eagles, is where you are. I'll be honest. If I'm the Giants, I'm perfectly happy with that to see the Eagles trade up, get rid of their draft picks to take yet another first round wide receiver. Agreed. Okay. okay. So who do you have the Panthers taking if if there's no trade? I have them taking Pickett. Um, okay. I don't like it. But to me, the only choices for them are, are Pickett or Charles Cross. And in my mind – 
you need there the GM and quarterback. It's a really bad position. The Panthers are almost in as, the worst position you can be in because if for rule, if they don't win, he's gone. Yeah. And the idea of bringing in a court, the problem is you don't think Darnold can win for you because that was proven last year. Although Tepper said it today, Tepper said Sam Darnold could win. But yeah, anyway. I, I talked with I talked with someone who actually knows David Tepper. <laughs> he said he's not really that patient. Okay, so so moving I on to the, take, I think they take Pickett because they need they need they pretty much they have no choice. Okay, I don't like Pickett at six, but I don't. So the Giants here are in a nice position. You can go, you're going, you can go wide out, which I think is silly. You can go rush, you can go edge rusher, or you can go Steric Stingley from LSU. Sure. I am actually taking a little bit of a I'm skipping Thibodeau because I just get the feeling. The Maras are such a conservative organization that Thibodeau scares the crap out of them. Okay. And I think they're taking, I think they're going to go rush. I think they go Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. And this is where I think this is a perfect fit. If the, this is the perfect draft for the Giants as Sauce Gardner lands there as oh, well. Oh, I agreed. And so they get both Neil and Gardner five and seven. And I think that that runs. I'd be, I'd be very happy with if that and doesn't I, work, that's not a reflection on Joe Schoen. No. Just doesn't work. And I think number eight, look, I, I think I have six players in my draft that I say these are perfect fits for these teams. And number eight is just another one of those, and that's Drake London for the Falcons. I think that is the perfect fit for him. I think they have nobody to throw the ball to. You know, you know they need to take a wideout. Yeah. So the question is, who's the wideout you have them taking? Right. Um, I have them taking Drake London also. Okay. Although I wouldn't be surprised if they went Garrett Wilson. I, I probably right. should, I actually think he's more of a Calvin Ridley player. But again, you're getting you may be getting Calvin Ridley back next year. Who the heck knows? And you still have Kyler Pitts there too. Under Kyle under, Pitts. Kyle right. Pitts. Excuse me. Right. So Drake London's more of a Mike Evans type, big strong guy. Yep. Um, yeah, the, look, Atlanta's in a complete rebuild. I you got you you have you have nothing lower than a high number two with London anyway, so you're fine. Okay. All right. I have the um, Seahawks at nine. Um, they they like big personalities. Thibodeau <laughs> works for them. Oh. Okay. That that wasn't the personality I was going for, but okay. You're gonna go Trevor Penning. No, hold on. Let me put in Thibodeau for you. Yep. No, I was playing Derek Stingley because that is a big personality too. And out of LSU, look, the, Seattle needs everything. I mean, they're one of those other teams that kind of they got rid of Bobby Wagner. They got their defense is taking a step back. Yeah, they have Quadri Diggs, but at the same time. They need help on the corner as name well. One pass rusher on Seattle. Oh, I can't. <laughs> but I can't name. But but I can't name a linebacker either. So I mean, also I can't name an offensive lineman. I mean, I yeah, can't. Charles name, Charles Cross was a thought thought as well. My point is, I can't name a lot of Seattle Seahawks because that team has has gone through a change. So I'll take Stingley with the. Um, okay, so the Jets are up. They took 
to me, they took Thibodeau at four. If they stay at 10, now remember, this is the Debo Samuels potential deal right here, right? I think one way or another, they are getting a wide out at 10. And I think if they keep it, it, and I hope that they do, let's put it this way. If they can pull off Debo Samuel for the two seconds that they have, this, this changes this pick entirely because they don't need Williams out of Alabama if they're getting Debo Samuel with their seconds. I don't think that trade happens. Uh, I think Williams is their pick here. Uh, they do need a wideout. They need a guy that can stretch the field. And as I said on the Gary H show this morning, neither the Jets or Giants are winning the Super Bowl this year. So they can wait for him to rehab that ACL. Yeah, I, I have no issue with it. The only problem I have is this is Joe Douglas's third year. Yep. We need to see. Needs, they need. He needs to win. Miami's gotten better. The Patriots have gotten better. The Bills are the, are the betting favorite for the Super Bowl. I'm not sure Woody Johnson is going to take four and 12. And if you're waiting for, for Williams to come back, and again, we don't know. It could be September. It could be November. Sure. Or it could be Ben Simmons, and it could be next August. Who the hell knows? Although that would be a little bit disappointing. I think you need a number one now. Okay. I go Garrett Wilson from Ohio. Well, yeah, and he's not available for me, so I right. totally get that. Right? So, okay. So, so you're up to the commanders, the commies. and yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're going to be forever known as the Washington, is the WFT to me. Okay. The WFT. Or the WTF. You? Either one is fine. Fair enough. Um, I had to laugh when we were online at Disney. Somebody saw Carly wearing a Giants hat. I was trying to cut through because I was behind on something. They're like, we don't let Giants fans through. I'm like, you're a Washington fan. You're irrelevant for 30 years. I mean, think about it. Has there been a more irrelevant team in the last 25 years than the Washington Redskins? Maybe yeah, the Jacksonville Lions. Jaguars. They went to two AFC title games. That's true. That's fair. The Lions. That's about it. The Redskins. Right, we, we, we got we got twenty one minutes. We got twenty one. Yeah, we're minutes. doing fine. Okay. All right. You have Washington needs a bunch of things. They could go wide out, but I don't think so. They need best player available. Landon Collins is gone. They take they take the sure hit. They take Kyle Hamilton from from Notre Dame. Yeah, spot on. Absolutely spot on. He is their new Sean Taylor. Like, I, I think they've been looking for a Sean Taylor since the unfortunate passing of Sean Taylor. They they tried it with Landon Collins. It didn't work. Landon Collins was not an all-around player. He was an in-the-box player. Kyle Hamilton is exactly that. Okay, the Vikings. The Vikings perpetually are looking for the same position over and over again. I cannot – I don't know how many first-round picks they've spent on quarterbacks. But it seems like every year we're talking about Mike Hughes – we're talking about, right, Xavier Rhodes. Every single year we're talking about a corner for these guys. And you still have Stingley available, so I'm sure this is where you have him. And I have Trent McDuffie because I don't have Stingley available. But it's, it's always going to be a corner with these guys until it's not a corner with these guys. I think that's, <laughs> that's the number one rule. Okay. Uh, we're up to the Texans. I bet you we have the same guy for the Texans. I bet you we don't. Oh, okay. Because, as you said, the Texans have time. 
They do. What I think happens, and I haven't made, I didn't make the trade, is I actually think the Texans trade with Green Bay at 23 Ooh. and 28 up for 14. That's going to take a lot more than 28 and 20. They that's probably got to throw a lot. They got to probably throw a little bit more in, but the idea works. I think the Texans, if they keep this, why not take Jamison Williams? Oh, I don't, yeah, that's fine. You you can he plays with Cooks. You don't need an offensive lineman since you just took an Ignoru. Might as well take the best talent out there. You know, it's funny. This is the first switch that I'm making because I forgot that I took Ignoru earlier. So I can't take another. You're right. I can't take another. I had Charles Cross here, but you're absolutely right. I can't be taking another guy here of that ilk. So I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to put Jermaine Johnson here. Um, as a defensive lineman, because if you have nothing else, if you have nowhere else to go, you you draft the defensive always, lineman. Always draft, always right. rush the passer. Right. And so I'll put him here, and now we're up to the Ravens, and the Ravens I'll flip because if the Ravens need somebody, they pick offensive lineman. So I'll pick Charles Cross going to the to the Ravens. And I have them taking a different lineman. I have them taking because they like mean guys. You're taking – you got Penny. You got Penny. Got Penny. You got Penny. He's the, the meanest guy in this draft. He is the meanest guy in this draft. You are out, which means you have Charles Cross falling. I mean, he's your guy that's falling hard. I mean, I have Johnson falling. You have him Johnson's at – Johnson's not really falling. Johnson's been anywhere yeah. from five – But you have him at seven, and I have him at 13. Well, because I, I mean, look through this, and, I mean, I have, the, I have him going in the next few. So I'm just saying you have Charles Cross was, uh, I mean, a month ago, a top six pick. And he still may be there. There are stories that the Giants like him more than they like Ignowu. Yeah. And if, if Neil, if Neil goes before then it's him or he may go there. Yeah. Um, Well, and this is the problem with this type of draft, right? right. We have no clue. Okay. So so the the Eagles. So more and more, I kind of like, I like your trade. Um, I don't you know. Really you know why I like my trade? Because guess who's still there for Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is still there for Carolina at fifteen, at 15. right now. Yep. And because that, nobody else wants him. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. Well, no, it's not that nobody else wants him. Nobody needs a quarterback. Well, that's what I mean. Nobody wants him at fifteen. Nobody wants is going to use a top ten. You look at these teams. Jacksonville is a quarterback. Detroit is not taking him at two. The only team that could take the only team that could take him would be the Texans. The only team in that in between one and, and fifty. They're, they're, they're going to give Davis Mills a year, right? So the point they is, they trade down to either the Saints picks or the Eagles picks. Either one of those double picks, and they still get their guy. Yep, and he's still there. The only caution that you have is whether the Steelers at twenty want to trade up and go get him. But the point is, when you only have one first-round pick, how much do you have to give up to move up? Right, and what? that's been the rumor all along, is the Giants and the Steelers may talk. Right, but how um, much are the Steelers right. willing to – they'd have to give up their first-round pick next year, and they're not going to do They'd that. have to give up probably more than that. Yeah. Because you're, you're moving up – because if you're doing this to get – again, to get picket. You're moving above the Panthers. Up to five. Yeah, you're moving above the Panthers. So – you got it. You're giving up to twenty. The, your, you're not your going to first give up two, next year. 
And and a second of some sort, right? Yeah, I mean, it's an enormous amount to, to move up to get a quarterback that's not one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. So, All right, so who do you have for the Eagles here? I have the Eagles going – going, I have them going corner. I have them going McDuffie, which I'll be honest, I'm not overly ecstatic with. Okay, now – the Saints just lost Teron Armstead, and this is one of those picks that I say this is perfect. Penning goes right here, fills that void, moving forward. Like it is, it is like an O.J. Simpson glove, just barely fitting. <laughs> Trevor Penning goes to the Saints. Yes. And what offensive what offensive line lost an $132 million guy? What offensive lineman happens to be available? Charles Cross. Charles Cross. Okay. So the Chargers, go ahead with the Chargers. I'll be honest, I find this a little weird. Um I, I keep seeing them that they're gonna go wide out. I don't yeah, understand. Nowhere. Yeah. So that was what I was playing with. And more and more, I just think it's stupid. So what I'm going to do is I'm making a quick change on mine. I'm going Jordan Davis. Center okay. from the center from uh, the center, the defense, the 350 pound defensive lineman from Georgia. That makes right. a lot more sense. So the only reason that they would go wide out, and I'm looking up Keenan Allen's uh, contract at this point. So after 20, so he, they have, now they have the potential out this year of Keenan Allen, not next year. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. They just saw, they just re-signed Mike Williams to a huge deal. Three-year deal, yeah, three or sixty million. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, Forty but I've been million. I've a lot about that, and I haven't understood it. Yeah, so I, I, I don't see that. I see them going cornerback. Uh, I'm sorry, you, you had who here? I have uh, Charles. I have uh, uh, Davis, Jordan Davis from Georgia. Davis. Okay. Uh, so I have Andrew Booth, the cornerback. Um, I think the Chargers are always much like the Vikings, always looking for corners. They can yep. never find them. Um, okay, and with the Eagle, so now I have the Panthers on the clock at 18. Remember, it was 15 and 18 go to the Panthers, and I'll take Jordan Davis as well because you can never have too many big body <laughs> linemen. And look, it, he is. I saw him in Georgia last year. I mean, he is a beast. He's an older type. He, he's a senior. And seniors what? tend to see. Yeah, I know. I know. A senior. Familiar. Yeah. And they tend to they tend to drop in the draft. But uh, I'll take Jordan Davis here with the Panthers. Yeah. So the Eagles now take their quarter, take their wide out because they're the Eagles and they always take a wide out. So I haven't taken Chris Olave. Okay. Which brings me to the Saints, who then take Olave because he's there and they're the Saints and they need a wide out. And uh, Olave with Michael Thomas means we have two Ohio State guys in in the uh, the wide out section for the Saints. Hold on. I'm, I double put someone in, so I need a second here. Uh, crap. And it seems like we're going to go over a little bit today, but that's fine for me. That's fine. So now okay. we're getting through uh, 12 more picks and eight more. All minutes. right. So the Saints, because I've had to change like five picks as we've gone along. So 
because I also, although I didn't say it, had accidentally had a no and cross going three and thirteen, which makes no sense. So, <laughs> oh, I wasn't the only one doing that. Nope. So the say I have the Saints going. Saints need wide out. Yeah. And so it's a question of where do you go? Do you go Dotson? I'm going the big. I'm going with the big guy. I'm going Trayvon Burks from. From um, Arkansas. Now we're up to the Steelers. And the Steelers did what the Steelers did do. They stayed patient and still get the guy that they want the entire time. And that was Malik Willis. They don't have to move. Wait, who's your Saints? So who's your Saints pick? Oh, I had Olave. Okay. So they don't have to move one bit. So... They do, right? They didn't have to move for Najee Harris. They got Najee Harris. They didn't have to move for Roethlisberger. They got Roethlisberger. They don't have to move for Willis. They're going to get Willis at 20. I don't see any team that's trading up to get this guy at all. So I think he lands in their lap. You have Pickett going here? Oh, I had Pickett at six. Oh, you had Pickett at six. That's right. Sorry. So who do you have at 20? Malik Wills. Oh, all right. Yeah. So <laughs> no real argument. Okay. So, okay. Bill Belichick makes a pick with 21. Who does he pick? He picks who he always picks. The smartest guy out there. Yep. Who's the smartest guy out there? I got Devin Lloyd as the smartest guy out there. Devin Lloyd is the smartest guy. <laughs> <laughs> Middle linebacker. And the thing is, it's funny. Do you know, and uh, all credit to Pro Football Talk who did who put this out there, he has over 15 more trades over the last 10 years in the draft than any other team. Belichick in the draft, 15 more trades. And rightfully so. They said, well, he's the god. He doesn't have to check with anybody. He's like, I want to make a trade. I go make a trade. I don't need to check with my GM. I'm good. Right? No coach, no nothing. All right. So the Packers at 22, the Packers need one thing more than anything in the world. Somebody to catch the damn ball. Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins should not be a one-two punch. Sean Maynard is not walking through that door. And the thing is, though, we talk about this all the time, that wide receivers in their first year really don't have the significance that they should. Um, especially high picks, but it seems like lower picks and older wide receivers tend to do better. And that's why I have Dotson here because I think he's the, he's six foot four, number one. Dotson? He is, Dotson's six, four. I thought he was six four. He's six one. I'm sorry. He's six one. Burks is, yes. Burks is six four. Yeah. So he's six one. He, hold on a second. Let me get what he's got. I had it somewhere. Here we go. Josh Dotson. Jahan Dotson, excuse me, Jahan Dotson. Ah, uh, Jahan Dotson is six foot. He runs a four four three, uh, and a senior, right? An older player. So I'll put him here. I think the Packers would do very well to get him here. Quite frankly, I. Oh, sorry about that. Hold on. Yeah, I. Somehow I copied and pasted all that. Okay, that's bad. So we both had Lloyd. We both had Willis. Okay. So I 
think we just piss off Aaron Rodgers just a little bit. No, more. come on. More? Just a okay. little bit more. Okay. Um, Arizona, excuse me, the Packers do need a wide receiver. But when I look further down, there's only one team I think that's reasonably can take a wide receiver. I, I don't buy the Cowboys are going to take a wide receiver. I think no. that would be absurd. You agree? Or you disagree? Yeah, you agree. You agree with me. I agree. completely agree. Yeah. So I think they're looking, and I think they go offensive line because their offensive line has gotten hit pretty hard. I debated going Lindenbaum, but I actually yeah. went offense. I went kind of a little bit more fluid. I went Zion Johnson from Boston College. So for the cards, I, I quite frankly, I had Burks here. And then I thought about it a little bit more, and I'm changing that pick. And I'm putting Sky Moore here because I think you are replacing Christian Kirk. And when you're replacing Christian Kirk, you need to replace him with a similar player that can play in the slot, which is Christian Kirk. And Sky Sky Moore runs a 4-4 as opposed to Burks that is a taller receiver, so sort of like DeAndre Hopkins. You don't need another DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, when you have DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green. So – I will put Sky Moore here. I don't, quite frankly, I don't love this pick. At all. I don't love this pick at all. But I think it works out. Hold on a second, Sean. I need, I need five minutes to finish up and then I'll be good. It's okay. I don't love this pick at all, but I think this is the right way forward. So I'm putting Sky Moore here. All right. The Cardinals have a massive need on defense because they have no defense. And we don't know what we have still with JJ with JJ Watt. We don't know what's there. I'm going defensive line Wyatt uh, Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. The Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Um, I kind of went back and forth. <sighs> there, they, ten years ago, they did well with Trevor Frederick. I think they're going to do the same, make the same run, and take the center a little bit early. Not even a little bit early. You wanted them a while ago at that point. And they're going to go Lind, uh, char, uh, I'm forgetting the name, Lindenbaum. I'm forgetting the first name. Wait, you have that You have that for the Cowboys? I do. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> okay. Um, I think they're going to go offensive line, too, just a, not a center. I think they're going to take uh, another guard to go with Zach Martin. And I think they're going to bookend with Kenyon Green. Uh, the Bills also going offensive line because the Bills can go offensive line. The Bills can go wherever they want because the Bills are probably the most talented team in the NFL right now, Yep, uh, top to bottom. But I'll, uh, I'm going to take Tyler Smith as if you don't have any – as the Ravens have suggested numerous times, if you don't have anywhere to go, you pick the best offensive lineman, you hope. And I think that's where he goes. Well, the question – see, they do need something. They need a corner. Because Tredavious is coming off ACL surgery. True, that is true. And they're they're second. I'm here, Jakey. Come on in the office if you want. And so I'm going Andrew Booth. Oh, who I had. Where did I have way while way before? Yeah, I had Booth going 17. Okay, the Titans. Titans need defensive linemen. That's been known. Um, You picked them. what, a couple of picks before this with the Packers. And so I will pick Zion Johnson going there. To me, the Titans always take defensive linemen. Derek Barnett, 
uh, Jeffrey Simmons. I did take Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett went to oh, the uh, no, went to, went to, Philly, to Philadelphia. Ah, there's another. There's, they always seem to take defensive linemen. They do. They do. I, I debated. Actually, I'm going to make a quick change, and I'm going to go. I'm going to switch him in the Bucks, and I'm going to go Kenyon Green from from um, Texas A&M. Yep. So you're taking an offensive lineman here for that. Yep. And then right. the Bucks, their front four is getting old. Donovan Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul. I'm taking the grinder from Purdue, George Kofidis. Okay. Come on, come on, Jake. So the funny thing is I have Kofidis going next, which we'll talk about in a second. But here I think the Bucks need a, a quarterback. Every year they get injured on the quarterback situation and they don't have a replenishment. So I'm taking out of – out of Florida, Kahir Elam. And then the Packers, I have Kafarthas because why take enough, as you said before, let's piss off Aaron Rodgers, but we'll piss him off on the back end, not on the front end. Have him take Dotson first, have him take Kafarthas second. And my son hits himself in the head. Obviously, he's a Jets fan. Um, but, and I have. Yeah, you do. Jets. Yeah, Jets. This is what being yeah. a Jets fan is. This is what being a Jets fan is. This is what being a Jets fan is. Um, and I have them finally making, making Green Bay a little bit happier, making Aaron a little bit happier. I have them taking Dotson from Penn State. So we both – it's funny. We both, we have the same pick. We just haven't flipped. Yep. Um, okay. The Chiefs need a safety. <laughs> they lost Tyron Matthew. They pick up Daxton Hall. I have I have them taking safety, but I haven't taken Lewis seen seen from Georgia. Okay, who do you got for the Chiefs? Oh, uh, they also lost a wide receiver named um, what's his name? Oh yeah, hit Tyreek Hill. So yep. they need speed. Yep. What do you need with speed? Jakey, do you have speed? Are you fast? Do you want to play for the Chiefs? Okay. Uh, so I have them going Sky Moore because they need speed. And I already have Sky Moore gone, but I have another wide receiver that has a lot of speed, and that's Christian Watson. It's guy from North Dakota State. And you know what the thing is? Like you said earlier, when you get down here, there are like 20 wide receivers. I mean, wide receiver is the most plentiful, and, and that's why, look, I have the Jets taking – Wilson, uh, Williams at 10, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. I mean, you keep going down. You got George Pickens still. You got Tolbert still. You got Mechie still. You you got a bunch. According to me, you got Traylon Burks still. I mean, he hasn't been picked in my draft. So you got you got players. Okay, the Bengals. Bengals to me are always going to go offensive line because how do I protect Joe Burrow? <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple. And that's Kyler Gordon. That's who? Kyler Gordon. Who? Kyler Gordon. Oh, cornerback. I thought you said offensive oh. line. Kyler Moore. Oh, I meant corner. Sorry, I meant corner. Sorry. They always need corner. Yeah, they always yeah, need corner. I have him going. Sorry. I actually have him going secondary. I have him taking Jackson Hill. Okay. And then with the last pick. Here's where I get kind of lost because well, I got lost a long a lot of ways around here. But 
I think the feeling is, I think the right player is Nico is Nicody Dean, the linebacker from Georgia, because they need a leader, and he's a leader. Yeah, they won't have. But I think they end up taking a quarterback because they want a quarterback for the fifth year. Mm-hmm. So the question is, who do you take? Do you take Desmond Ritter or do you take Sam Howell or do you take Matt Corral? And I'm going to say they're going to take Sam Howell and probably be laughed at, but because I've seen him oh. as low as a third round pick. But I actually, I don't know. Supposedly they like him more than they like the other two. And I got Matt. Yeah, and I got Matt Corral for the exact same reason because I think it's a fifth year option. Uh, we got five minutes left. Let me go very quickly. Uh, look, we talked about Mike Bossy last week and the loss of him. And right after that, you lose Guy Lafleur. It is, I mean, it was a crappy week for French Canadians, just in general, especially French Canadian right wingers. Um, you remember Lafleur, I remember Lafleur when he came back with the Rangers and later the Nordiques, not so much with the Canadians, but man, the NHL team in the sky just got the best two right wings of all time. I mean, it's not even close. All right, considering I have my son playing the Wildcrafts game about three feet away from me right now, it's probably time for me to check out. So, all right, Short and I will probably be talking during the draft. Hopefully, it's fun. I'll be on Gary's tomorrow. Good time ahead by all. Sounds good. Talk to you all next week. See you. Bye-bye.